Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 9 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Personal Practices of Prayer. This is a follow-up of the two-part series focusing on the meaning of several key expressions in the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, which were the focus of our time together last week and the week before. Most of the thoughts I'll share with you today are taken from the last chapter of my recent book, My Seven Essential Daily Prayers. For those of you who may not be familiar with that book, it contains eight chapters, one for each of the seven prayer requests I've identified as essential to my personal spiritual journey, and which I know I absolutely must have to live every day in harmony with God's will for my life. As an aside, here are the seven prayers that I write about in the book. 1. Purity in my mind. 2. Righteousness in my heart. 3. Integrity in my life. 4. Joy in my spirit. 5. Strength for my body. 6. Wisdom for my counsel. and 7 to be a godly influence in the world. And if you would like to have more information about the book, you can look it up on Amazon.com. The eighth and final chapter in the book acts as somewhat of a summary where I shared some thoughts about what's next, where do I go from here? The title subtitle of the chapter is Building the Firewall, and the subtitle, Establishing a Daily Habit of Prayer. The following stories and thoughts are adapted from that chapter, and I want to share them with you now because they have been very much a part of my growth as someone who is learning throughout life how to pray more effectively, and I want to share that with you now. So here we go. During the early to mid-1970s, my wife and I, together with our two young children, lived as missionaries in Taiwan. The first two years of our residence there were spent learning Mandarin Chinese. We were part of a small group of other young couples who had been asked by the denomination to prepare for ministry among the millions of Chinese people scattered throughout Asia, including possibly the Chinese mainland. Taiwan provided a base for us to learn the language, become acquainted with, and adapted to the Chinese culture. Quite frankly, those early months spent in learning the language were often challenging, even discouraging to me. It seemed all of us desperately needed a spiritual lift, and learning how to pray effectively seemed to hold some kind of promise for answers to what we were feeling. We needed encouragement and inspiration. Well, God works in mysterious and wonderful ways. Several of our fellow language students joined together in praying for God to send to us someone who could guide our understanding and practice of personal prayer. 
And very soon after we begin praying and sharing our need with each other and with God, we received notice that a well-known minister from America was scheduled to hold a prayer conference in Taipei. Praise the Lord! We were excited to know God was answering our need. The speaker was a retired minister, about 70 years old at the time. He had more spark and energy than I've seen in many men his, much younger than him. His secret was a daily connection with God, giving him a divine enthusiasm for life. Pastor Glenn Kuhn told of his experience when he left home to attend college. His father, a godly man, took him to the railroad station before they parted, they had prayer together, and then his father gave him this advice. Spend at least one hour every day with the Lord, no matter what. When Glenn arrived at the college, he got a job milking cows on the college farm. He had to leave for work at four o'clock in the morning. And a busy school program kept him quite busy throughout the day with classes and study, and it was quite late at night when he would finally get to bed so to get his hour with the Lord, he had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 a.m., and he did this faithfully every morning all through his college years. At the prayer conference, Pastor Kuhn told me, I have continued the habit of spending an hour with God every morning, not always at 3 a.m., mind you, but every morning before anything else has a chance to interrupt, my time with the Lord has always had the highest priority. It is this habit, more than anything else, that has energized my life and given me strength I need every day. Well, when I heard Pastor Kuhn give this testimony, I was inspired to follow his example. So, I set my alarm clock for 6 a.m., a half hour earlier than my normal wake-up time. The following morning, I headed downstairs to my den. I was ready to begin this new adventure in prayer, and I closed and locked the door behind me and sat down at my desk. It was only then that I felt the enormity of my own ignorance. I realized at that moment I had no idea how I could ever spend a full hour in communion with God. I sat down at my desk and I prayed, Lord, teach me what I should do here now. I, I admit, I don't know what to do or what to say. As I prayed those words, the thought flashed through my mind that part of prayer is Bible study and good Christian reading material. And so I decided to try dividing the hour into three 20-minute segments. First, 20 minutes for reading. The second, a period for Bible study. And the third, for prayer. Behind me on the wall was a whole library of books and other miscellaneous materials for reading. I selected a book that I'd been wanting to read for some time and opened it and began. At the end of 20 minutes, I put in a bookmark and set the book in a special place on my desk and turned my attention to the Bible. How to study it? Well, I had read the Bible through from cover to cover a couple of times already at that point. I didn't want to do the same thing over again, and I, I wanted variety. So, because I couldn't think of any other special way to study the Bible that morning, I decided I would read the New Testament in a modern translation. 
that would be a change. And so I picked out today's English version, which I happen to have a copy of at the moment there. I'd been wanting to read that for a long time too. And so I began reading. And what a thrill it was, reading the TEV that morning. At the end of 20 minutes, I could hardly put it down. But I forced myself to put in a marker and place it next to the first book on my desk. But now came the real trial. How could I spend an entire 20 minutes now on my knees? 20 minutes! That block of time seemed as formidable as a fortress to me. Previously, I'd never been able to spend even five minutes in prayer without getting bored. But now, here I was. The time had come. I pushed back my chair and knelt before my desk. Lord, I prayed again. I don't know how to pray like this. Help me know, and help me to pray the way you want me to. Well, I didn't hear any trumpets or audible voices, but once again I heard in my spirit the same voice I had heard before in moments of spiritual awakening. I recognized his voice immediately. The Holy Spirit directed my thoughts to Jesus, teaching his disciples to pray. So still on my knees, I reached over and got my Bible and turned to the Lord's Prayer. As I studied this model prayer, I saw that it was divided into three major parts, praise, petition, and honor. So that's my trouble, I thought. All I've ever done in prayer is make requests. What I need to do is begin and end my prayer with praise and honor. So I closed my eyes again and started just to praise the Lord. But the thought crossed my mind. What should I praise him for? What has he done for me lately? You know, we usually do just that. Our center is not God, but ourselves. What has he done for me? Is the question we're always asking, and it's as self-centered as it can be. Suddenly it flashed into my mind that our praise of God, our worship of Him, doesn't depend on whether He has done anything for us or not. We should worship Him and praise Him because He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of praise. When I realized this amazing truth that morning, I couldn't contain my joy. I raised my hands high over my head with palms opened and arms spread to praise the Lord. As I did this, an overpowering sense of love and awe swept over my entire being. I held on to that joy and tried to prolong it. I didn't have to contribute anything. Just to be there in His presence and worship Him was enough. After a few moments, I remembered some requests I needed to present to the Lord. I spoke them aloud and then thanked him for answering these needs according to his wisdom and love, and I ended my prayer time with another session of praise and worship. I looked at my watch. Ha! Twenty minutes were just finishing, and I hadn't been bored at all. But before closing this story, I must sound one note of caution. If you're looking for a thrilling experience with God, you must not make the experience primary. You must make God himself the object of your adoration and praise. 
We must not worship the experience we seek. Instead, we must worship our great Creator God, for He and He alone is worthy of worship. So, my friend, may that be our focus every day as we step forward in the journey of faith and as we experience more and more of the abundant good life that Christ has for us. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray you've been blessed. I hope you've been encouraged in your prayer life over the last three weeks. I really want to urge you to spend some time significant time, maybe just for a few minutes to begin with, but get in the habit of spending that time with God first thing in the morning or as soon as you can. At some point, get off by yourself, even close and lock the door if you have to, just to be able to focus your spirit on the great God of heaven to worship and praise and present your needs before him as he has instructed us to do. I hope you can join me for next week's episode. Be sure to tune in. And if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please share with your friends and family or whomever. And my many thanks to you in advance. I cherish each one of you to be part of my team, our team, as we talk about the good news of Jesus and what God wants to do in our lives. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.